spoken language. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop, bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it would be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house. <sighs> right. This is coming regular habit at the moment because... You've got another young lady on the phone here on Zoom today, and she doesn't know this, but she's the third person trot in four days I've spoke to from Ireland, Southern Ireland. <laughs> it's, it's ironic, honestly. The last two people I've been speaking to have both come from just outside Waterford as well, and I don't think you know them. Really? So it's like, yeah. Oh, such a small world. <laughs> yeah, that's why. But that um, that one came up. The lady I spoke to yesterday was publican in in uh, Waterford, and she's. Before I got to speak to her, somebody else got in contact that she knew. They go, oh, she asked me to speak. She's walking. Well, can, can I do a podcast? I was like, okay. More than very much. And that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's been brilliant, honestly. It just shows you a small world now. Obviously, Deirdre Rose, who I'm, who I'm speaking to today, is a friend of, a friend we just said before, who, a friend who I met when she was 11, <laughs> which was a few years ago, <laughs> wasn't it? So <laughs> I've been grateful for talking to Deirdre. Now, Deirdre, Introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them who you are and where, obviously, where you're from and where your creativity yeah. originally came from. We'll start from there. Sure, yeah. Um, so, I, I guess I'm Deirdre. <laughs> I'm a poet. I'm living in Maynooth, which is not too far from where I grew up, but it's an, enough different to keep everything interesting. Uh, I'm in quarantine, the same as everyone else at the moment, so trying to keep sane and to keep motivated and active as much as possible <laughs> during that. Uh, where I came from, I grew up in a very largely matriarchal household, actually. <laughs> uh, my mom and my granny were definitely my, my two biggest influences. Uh, and I'm very, very lucky to have lots of aunties on both sides <laughs> who are also very keen to put in their opinions and love and <laughs> all of the rest. <laughs> wow, um, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, my Irish really came from just needing needing something to uh, focus outside my head, own head a little bit. I, I find that it really helps me escape <laughs> what's going on internally. Oh yeah, completely. And honestly, completely with itself. Now, obviously, in relation to yourself, now it looks like you start first thing I see did with your visual piece. You started off with "Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep," wasn't it? That looks like yes, it yeah. came from originally. Tell us everybody that doesn't know what that is. Tell them, explain a bit more about that first of all. Absolutely, no problem. So those pieces actually um, 
they were some of the toughest things I've done. They uh, were the beginning of me learning how to do Photoshop. So I was very lucky. I belonged to a group called Common Grounds Collective. And uh, I was lucky enough to have a number of artists there who were able to teach me how to use Photoshop and how to encourage me in improving my poetry and editing. And so um, I basically learned just through personal tutorials with friends and with my common artists, common ground artists, uh, how to start putting my work with images. And so I use a lot of open source images. Like I take stuff from old books and illustrations and it just basically became an awful lot of fun. It became hunting down something I'd never seen before and putting with something else I'd never seen before. And then having that actually be able to express my own internal wanderings or meanderings was kind of amazing. Oh yeah, completely. Now obviously you've already mentioned or just mentioned that as well, obviously about Common Grounds Collective. Now, again, how did you get involved in the Common Grounds Collective? And for people who don't know, who are they? <laughs> so the Common Grounds Collective um, are a artist collective. We started in Maynooth in 2015 um, with a huge group of incredibly intelligent artists who basically came together to try and just promote themselves so in Ireland I, I don't know how it is for yourselves but uh, we have absolutely no support <laughs> from from government from anyone like it's if an artist isn't looking after themselves then they're not getting looking looked after if that makes sense like it's I very, say, very same, well, same up here to a degree don't you yeah you can't, ap you can't apply for lottery funding but I think a lot of it is you have to self-sustain yourself and that's after that's speculative. Like yeah, that. you have to be able to prove that you're making a you're making an income and a lot of us can't make incomes, like we're not income that's taxable, like you know, at least at the beginning. So it's kind of it seems really redundant to me to force someone to already have an income in order to get a grant to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. So we came together to basically try and just promote each other, support each other. Uh, put on events and just meet people that are like-minded and that really want to push themselves and their own boundaries outside of what's already happening. Uh, and we were really, I was incredibly lucky because like I, I would have always written, I would have always been very creative into drama, but very, not shy, like I can talk for Ireland, but not particularly proactive about putting myself forward or even being brave enough to share my art. So it took years, like I wasn't, so that was 2015 and I didn't start sharing till 2017, maybe end of 2017, beginning 2018 was when I actually started being brave enough to get up, to say my pieces and then eventually to put them online. <laughs> so it takes time. It takes time, I think, sometimes. Like it is, like, I'm 48, I'm 48 and I did start sharing my work till I was in the 30s. Into mid oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. you know exactly how it feels. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just took time. Sometimes it, the way society is now, there's more platforms, particularly in the last five years, blown up than ever was in the last twenty years before that. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of it is just trying to find the time and the right place for. It. So I can understand you getting that straight away with that. So certainly, I can see from what you've been telling me as well. A lot of your poetry is the quite confessional type, isn't it? Delve yes. into a lot of your experience, personal experiences. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and actually the Can't See, Won't See for a perfect example of that. That was me being very raw, and it was, uh, they all came out of a time where I, I've suffered from very, very bad insomnia. So a lot of my writing is done either very late in the night or early in the morning, depending on when you, what you want to call it. Um, so uh, a lot of my stuff is kind of rambly and sleep-deprived and weird, and I was, it was just really... Um, 
I felt really good when I finally started getting it out to realize that other people felt the exact same way as me and to have people coming up to me and saying, oh my God, I've, I've never I've thought that and ne never been able to put it into words or like that was probably what made me continue. You know, it was fun getting up on stage, but it was the actual conversations I was having afterwards where people were actually kind of empathizing and understanding. It was, yeah, that, that was what really cemented my love of performance. And Yeah, yeah, of course. Coaching. I get it completely with that one straight away now. I can see obviously like it's you've done you've done a lot you've done a lot of organ organizing and promoting, haven't you? As part of the Common Grounds <laughs> team itself. Tell us about that thing. So I want to learn about the experience, what you've done learned from that then. Sure, yeah. So that has been some of the best crack. I'm not even like so much work, but genuinely worth it uh, from every every angle. Like and even now, um, especially because of the quarantine, like a lot of it has fallen upon me. But to be honest, it's fun. It keeps me active, like promoting work and contacting, like even sometimes I'll message a friend if I know that there's an event on someone I haven't talked to in years and be like, hey, heard about this thing and I thought you might be interested in it. But ever think about checking it out? And it's amazing how you can reconnect with people to an event that you might never have thought someone might be interested in or um, yeah, and the way that you can actually make new friendships and grow your social network and especially for something like Common Grounds, it's so important for us to be meeting and involving each other and interacting even if it's online if it's in person so from that angle like uh promotion has always been i think one of the key things for me like it's the only way that you're ever going to get people to see your stuff you know um so i'm kind of lucky that i enjoy it i guess <laughs> yeah 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 now get completely yeah that makes sense perfectly so now obviously i know you've been um, i know you did you did a few festivals last year didn't you at least i hope yes. you did anyhow the information i've got <laughs> when you, you, unless it's you turn around, it's obviously out of date. So, did you go and perform at the Arcadian Fields and the Blue I Day? I did, yeah. Festival? Arcadian Fields was my first ever festival and it was amazing. So, it was my second time being there. It's a beautiful, if you, if you ever get a chance, come over, perform. You would love it, like genuinely. They would love you as well. You could do both ambient and poetry, <laughs> you'd be perfect. Um, it's exactly that kind of scene. Uh, it's an amazing little festival out in Dundalk in Belurgan. And uh, it, it was just stunning. It's set in this old stately manor. And they just had it. The room I was in was just beautiful, big gold curtains. And it was just really, really amazing. And I was able to do that with one of my housemates and best friends, Joanne Whelan. She actually did um, visual pieces. So we made videos to match my poetry, uh, which was incredibly difficult to get that timing every uh, on point. But it was, yeah, Arcadian Fields is amazing. Really could not recommend it enough. And big, big shout out to all the lads who are organizing it. <laughs> if not, because I don't think this year is going to happen. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. I think this year is probably yeah, out of the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's more, I know where I had a lot of stuff planned myself this year, and I've had to do a lot of stuff online. It's the way it's gone at the moment, definitely. So. Yeah. But yeah. what I want to ask you about next is obviously, I know you did you sit, did a single, didn't you, fairly recently with Flash Kelly yes. under an yes. alias of Queen D. Yes. So is this your new top, top secret? Is your top secret <laughs> alias, is it? Kind of. So um, the the idea behind that was more that I think my my musical persona is has to be very very different from my both my my poetry or my spoken word persona and my actual real life person because i just would not be brave enough if i wasn't playing some form of a character <laughs> to get up and do something with actual musicians <laughs> yeah yeah of course 
I'm so lucky once again. Peter is one of Common Ground's uh, finest artists. He's one of my favorite boys. Uh, incredibly talented singer, songwriter, and artist, actually, in general. His page is amazing. If anyone hasn't seen it, check out his Common Grounds. Um, and so he basically just sent me a track and was like, hey, G, I think you'd sound good over this. I was like, oh, really? You do? <laughs> Uh, and it all went from there and we were very lucky, had an incredible videographer, Nico Salvino, uh, who was very patient with us because we didn't pay him anything and he put so much work in and it's such a beautiful video and I'm just over the moon. So I'd, actually, I'd love the video to do well, nearly more for it, to show off Nico and his incredible skills than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a really good video. I was watching it at lunchtime today, I was. Where I started work. Yeah, it's, it's different. Like I, I, I enjoy it, and I didn't think I thought I'd hate seeing myself, and I thought I'd hate hearing myself, but I actually strangely enjoy it. <laughs> Tell us yeah. about the experience that video then. So, where did all the storyboarding of that video came up? Was that a lot of yours out of there, like a uh, joint ideas, or was it mostly yourself that came up with the storyboarding video? It was, it was definitely a mix. So, Peter and I have been working together for years, so we work quite well creative, creatively, and then Nico was amazing. He basically just let us do whatever we wanted. So we were using this space, Peter um, uses an artist space called Backlog, and we were basically using a, it's just an incredible area, beautiful, beautiful uh, layout, and just really, really lovely. Uh, so we we're using that space, and um, we just wanted to kind of give the idea of everything being a little bit surreal, and uh, the idea of having two very different voices in your brain, one being that, uh, things are kind of stressed and awful. And then the other being kind of the happy imp who doesn't care that things are stressed and awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Peter played that role perfectly, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Really good, really engaging track it was. And I thought it was really well done. And the video was really added a lot to it, definitely. So mm. do you think this will be a project you'll return to again? Or are you not sure yet? I would love to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, I, have, I, have, I have ideas for Queen D as a... Uh, as a persona like I have at least three or four other tracks I really want to get out under that the idea of being so both regal and an absolute mess at the same time um so we'll see how that goes Peter and I are definitely talking about working again together and there's a few other people in the common grounds fold who I've been working with possibly uh for future things so we'll have to see how that goes cool. um but yeah I really I would love to do more with that that would be a lot of fun what I should have asked you before was, and somebody, I used to do this at the beginning of the podcast, and I completely forgot. Well, obviously, <laughs> no, you were talking about I don't you, <laughs> in relation to your writing itself. I found it really interesting. Is that you, you talk about you like experimenting a lot of different rhyming schemes, don't you? Mm -hmm. to, yeah. to quote you, to fully immense your audience, the story you're telling. So, yeah. where, where, where do, who's your writing influences then? Have you got anybody you really like in particular that inspires you? I do, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's so my probably my favorite poet of all time is Ogden Nash. I don't know if you know. Yeah, um, I know Ogden Nash. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorites. So I've always just been. I like silly poetry. I like nonsense verse. Like I've always been obsessed with, um, like uh, two dead men got up to fight <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like it's just I love anything that's kind of silly and yet uh, just flows beautifully. I love any kind of um, tongue twisters. Like I, I just anything that makes it, it both fun to say and also makes you think I just think you're doing something right like uh, an awful lot of my favorite uh, nonsense verse had political meanings at the time that they weren't actually allowed to express so they had to write them through absolute sheer nonsense <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah, or I, 
I'd like to think that I try to put some of that into my own writing, like um, both with the rhyming scheme and also with trying to have as many as many meanings for myself as I can in there. I, I, yeah, I never want to be bored rereading something, basically. <laughs> oh, no, I think as an artist, you've always got to keep moving on anyway, because the amount of aliases I've adopted over the years, it's it yeah. gives people a challenge to try and find out what you've done in the past. That's why. Exactly, keep, yeah. And how you keep on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, yeah, with, this been, with this been lockdown at the moment, it's very, very hard to judge, obviously, what's going to happen, what you want to do next. But do you have any sort of mm. ideas what sort of projects you'd like to do next? I do, of course. I've got oodles of projects and no way to make them happen. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Um, no, I do. I've got a few things in the pipework. So um, I've actually been offered a job as basically running events for a, a venue in town. But well, the venue probably won't be opening up until September. So I don't know what's going to be happening up until then. But basically what I really, really want to be doing is getting paid to do common grounds, to put on events, to promote things. Um, and to just, yeah, to basically be doing what I love and getting some money for it. That's, that's, that's the ongoing goal. But uh, I think promotion definitely and event running is going to be my, my go-to for the next few months once we are finally allowed to run events. I can't believe I chose this, decided that this is going to be what I would do <laughs> at this time of my life. <laughs> I have literally the worst time of any person ever. <laughs> Typical, that's so definitely so. Yeah, um, you finally do you figure think- out. Do you think you're ever going to bring a book out in your writing, or are you not sure yet for that yet? So that's a funny one. My mom is constantly, constantly telling me to bring out a book, um, and I, I wouldn't be against this. I'd probably be more likely to um, to do something. Probably, I'd love to do post. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but postcards. I think beautiful sets of postcards have always been something that I've been interested in and collected myself. So I think that my work. I don't know if it flows well enough yet for a book or if I have a, a cohesive enough amount of pieces. Whereas I think it, for small things, for posters, for, yeah, for postcards, I just think that my work seems to go better for that. So definitely I, I'm looking into merch, but uh, I don't know if a book would be my, my way of going. I, I know you've published your own book. So what did you find that helped you as an artist or? Uh, it did work very well, but unfortunately for that, I did a load of through Lulu, but Lulu's had a massive update and, it's causing me a lot of problems at the moment. It is so. In my case, I might yet have to go through Amazon for my next book. So I've got a book that's ready to go uh, to so Yeah, you'd kind of rather avoid if you could. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's plenty yeah. of options. There really is so many options. Being books and like that because the partner Amanda, she's an ex. She can tell tell you all kinds of things you can do with publishing books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well, like I'd be very interested here. I suppose I probably I have a limited enough idea like when I was growing up actually my dream job was to be an editor uh, mm. I was like obsessed with the idea like when I left college or and school I applied to plenty of places looking for unpaid internships and genuinely there was nothing going uh, and it just kind of it, it almost maybe soured my soul a little bit to the idea of writing books so I, I'm sure it might be something I come back around to especially if I had someone to kind of bounce off of or someone who already knew what they were doing I, I, I suppose yeah if I I had a path to follow. <laughs> You'll get there a bit, I'm sure, on that one. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> now, that's all my questions on the chat side. So if oh, people lovely. want to find out more about you, where are they best going? 
Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so definitely commongroundscollective.ie. That's where I would send everyone. It's got all of my uh, work that I'm willing to share with the general public. Uh, I've also got my Instagram for just my poetry. Um, so that's right on D, um, spelt as you would imagine it. And um, yeah, apart from that, I'm going to be bringing out things uh, hopefully over the next couple of months. So definitely keep an eye on Instagram and YouTube, uh, where I'm up on the Common Grounds Collective YouTube as well. So definitely the Common Grounds umbrella is where I would send people. Sounds good to me. Okay, okay, then. Right. Well, that's been the case then. I know you're going to do, do a few polls for us now, aren't you? So what we'll do, everybody, we'll take a quick break. I'll let Deirdre get herself ready. And we'll come back in a few minutes. She'll be straight back to us with a couple of pieces. So it's been fantastic today. Thank you, Deirdre. Thank Hang you around so much. It's been amazing. We'll see you all soon, guys. It. Take care. In Bye. a few minutes. Bye. 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 Okay. Back straight over to Deirdre now. And she's got four poems for us today, I think she said. So over to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, so this first poem is kind of an introductory piece. So I thought it would be appropriate to start with. Uh, it's called Anti-Immaculate. And it's a... It's about how I, I came, out and came about into this world. This thought was conceived in Berlin. Walls already fallen in to a new age of parenting. An amalgamation of the Irish abroad, searching for freedom but falling into familiar patterns instead. I mean, who in Germany in the 90s hadn't heard of birth control? With the population of three million, could she not have found herself a nice European, rather than the Mayo builder with a liking for liquor, who cemented my feather-headed addictive personality? Not that I'm complaining. I'm glad for my existence, a product of my mother's persistence, a stupidly hard decision for an unwed woman to make. First out-of-marriage baby may be the loneliest thing she could think of, and on the brink of losing herself completely, she loved me unconditionally and never let me forget the death at which she needed me. However, her mammy wasn't so easygoing. Already knowing how much children take from you without a partner, her heart was harder to the idea of an illegitimate tidbit ruining her daughter's life. She spent three days in bed crying, dying from the knowledge that all that college and learning would be for nothing. That's what she thought then. But by the time I can remember, she'd already surrendered, found herself as the matriarch of the Gilson clan, serving me with an idolatry saved for the first grandchild, a ham child. And now she tells me what she used to tell my mother. A good job is worth two men in the hands. Life rarely happens as you plan, and a church candle can solve most of the world's problems. Brilliant. Great start, that. Yeah, I can see where you're saying that's an introduction piece. It does fit. You feel like it's set the story for whatever you're going to do next, and anything set wise. Yeah, great, great choice. <laughs> yeah, my, my poor mommy and granny book get very embarrassed whenever I tell that. <laughs> but I enjoy that. They've embarrassed me enough growing up, so I feel it's like time to get a little bit of payback, you know? <laughs> Revenge. Revenge is the same to do again, don't you? <laughs> um, lovely. So I'm going to go on to one of my newer ones, um, and this is uh, something I've actually just come out with and I've written during the quarantine. And thinking back on myself of a year ago, a photo actually popped up, and I was like, oh, damn, if I could tell that girl one thing, what would I tell her? And then I realized I actually had a load of things to tell her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lessons from my former self. 
Be less afraid to ask for help and do your best to spot it in, in layers of bad phrasing and metaphors. Open more doors, clean fewer windows. A couple of streaks are less important than a heartfelt conversation. Do more things. Let the dog walk you and stay outside longer than you intended to. Hug everyone you love. Visit your family, go to places you've never been. You never know when that might become a luxury. Sing badly, sing loudly, sing on your own. Talk with friends, talk with strangers, talk to the cat. Write your pain, write your memories, write to your strengths. You use your voice, but don't forget to listen. Ooh. Yeah, you are, you are very good at your endings there, actually. I noticed that in the second piece of the trot now. I mean, that's a skill. You always found your writing. It does. It's like it's... Did, did, did both those pieces take quite a while well to write? Were they quite quick pieces you used to write? Yeah, well, you see, they, they start long and they, they get whittled down and all, like, you wouldn't recognise the first version <laughs> to the last. Yeah, um, that's why. Yeah. So the next piece I was going to do was um, here. So this is a little love poem, uh, very short and quite sweet. You snuck into my life like an errant thought, barely registering initially, then wham, you fell into place. A reliable fact for me to believe in, an opinion I still hold close to my heart. Superb, yeah. That's nice. Awesome. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, have you finished that? Okay. Oh, sorry, Ooh. I wouldn't show if you finished them for a second that piece. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's quite all right. <laughs> I think it was it was a Zoom disconnect connect issue. <laughs> oh. Shut up, um, Not at all. No, I love. I, I'm I'm vain, so I love any <laughs> any input is always good for me. Um, yeah, I'm going to finish up on, uh, yeah, I think hospital tea. So it's a long enough one, uh, but it's one, once again, as I was saying, I, I just love to say it, it makes me feel, it feels good coming out of my mouth in the weirdest, or least weird way possible. Um, and it's about a time I got stuck in A&E and for nine hours uh, for something very simple, but unfortunately unavoidable. And uh, the girl sitting beside me had been there for about an hour before me, but she fell asleep and she ended up missing her spot. <laughs> I felt very bad about it, so I wrote a poem about it. <laughs> Hospital tea. Black, warm, sweet, no sugar. Legs, rubber, pain, strains, brain, dazed, blinking blue, reflecting glass, pins and needles, pain and ass. Shifts each, sweaty feet haven't eaten. Boys come in beaten, full of adrenaline, eyes meeting, then fleeting away. Spotify plays, plays, one bud out, afraid I might lose my place. Hawk eye on opening door, listening for name, just the squeak of shoe on floor. No more patience in this patient, tired of waiting. Head berating self for such idiocy, it need these legs and knees to keep in motion, sickened by the stench of antibacterial material lotion, potions prescribed out of sight underneath bright fluorescent light. Worries heighten as one after another, more important than me, join the ranks, gushing blood, rushing thanks to nurses, whose harried hands push past safety glass and take on the brunt of our stupidity. 
both individual and governmental. The lack of staff is fucking mental, bruising parts with no humility, no culpability in our own reckless self-endangerment. We sit on benches of our own demise, half-hearted warnings, frustrated sighs, nine hours of lies, lies. Lie down, rest your eyes. It only takes a moment to lose your place in this oppressively underfunded system. I try not to feel guilty. She fell asleep and I didn't. Brilliant. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff, Deirdre. Great way of finishing off that one today, today. Brilliant. <laughs> it's been a pleasure chatting to you today, eventually. And I was wondering why eventually. There's been, has been some technical trouble today, but... We got there eventually. Fix it up next time. Thank you. Brilliant. Now, hang around. I need a quick word off mic. Two minutes quick word, yeah. But then we'll be done then. So, thank you again today. It's been a pleasure. And I'll take care. Okay, good luck with the future of your projects. It's been a pleasure. So, I put it. Stay safe and stay sane. Okay, we'll see you all soon. Take care, guys. Bye. Spoken me. Thanks again for listening to another session of the Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label, that's one word, Spoken Label, full stop, bandcamp.com. And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken later.